0: Welcome back to Off the Edge. I'm Jay Beasley, and today is a Tuesday. I know it's a little weird. I recorded on a Tuesday, but on today's show, we have Jack Phillips joining us. Jack's going to talk a little bit about some college basketball. We're going to go all over everything from the landscape of college basketball right now, if it's good, if it's bad. We're going to talk a little bit about what you have to watch this week and weekend. And he, listen to me. Yeah, I listen to him when he says what to watch because he knows the games to watch. And then we also have who the best player in Jack's eyes is right now. Oh, we didn't talk about this, but we I was going to talk about the Juwan Howard suspension. We'll, we'll talk about that on Friday. And then we'll talk about Auburn specifically as a team, how we're feeling about them. Auburn comes up a lot. We're both Arkansas fans, so we talk a little bit about Auburn. Um, then how good the SEC basketball conference is right now. And he actually he has a hot take. He's a hot take, and I like it. And kind of his team that he picks for it. And I accidentally just deleted the end of it, but we go over the Dark Horse for the tournament and the, what do you call it? Oh, his favorite for the tournament. And we do the five-star frenzy, and that's everything for the show today. By the way, hoodies on the way. That's right. You heard me right. If you're listening right now, hoodies are on the way. They'll be 30 bucks When they're up, you just go on the show's page, and then you DM me, and you're going to get a hoodie. You just Venmo the Off The Edge Venmo and bam, you get a hoodie just like that. So that's on the come up. Make sure to look out for that. But with all that said, let's get this thing rolling. All
1: right, Jack, welcome to the show. Thank you, Jay, for having me back. I'm excited. It's been a while. It, it has been a minute, and
0: I called you in for this because this is this is your area of expertise right now. This oh, is, yeah. This is what you know. This is your bread and butter, and that is college basketball.
1: Yes, now, that is that is right.
0: I'm in desperate need of help here. Okay. I, I don't know everything that's going on. So let's first off discuss what is the landscape of college basketball right now because, I mean, like is its it is – it, at high quality or is it low quality? Like, what are we looking at right now? And like, compared to other years, where would you put it?
1: So just how how would I rank this year yeah. compared to other years? Yeah. I mean, I it's it's hard to compare college basketball years because college basketball is so random, which is why I love it so much. This year, this year compared to last year, last year we had two clear. Number like two cleared the dogs, yeah, yes, which was Gonzaga and Baylor. Yeah, you knew you didn't know, you never know, but everybody kind of knew that those were the two teams we were going to see one of them come out on top more than likely. And we had both them in the championship this year. There's about I would say six to maybe even nine or ten teams that are on that are going to be on the same playing field. Same level when we get to March Madness. Now, there's, I I would say Gonzaga, Auburn, those, those, there's a few teams that probably have a bit more of an advantage. Yeah. Or a bit ahead of the pack. Mm -hmm. But I think really this could be the year that we see like maybe a five or six team get to the the championship, make it all the way, maybe, maybe win it all. Kind of like we saw UConn do back in 2013 or 14. It's 2014. Yeah uh a seven seed winning it all i could see that happening this year there's a lot of really good teams that that are, that can make a, a really deep run in so tournament. do
0: you see do you see this year as a big what is it how, how do you do the seeds go 16 seed right yeah is the lowest one do you see any, do you see any 16 seeds like upsetting this year because i i mean we just have so much quality basketball at the top right now i'd say like up to like number 20 is pretty high-quality basketball, yeah. like a whole top 25, honestly. yeah. Do you think that we're going to see, like, a big upset with a lower seed coming on top of a big seed? I mean, obviously, like, once you get in the middle there, it can be a little of But I, I don't know. Personally, like, it doesn't seem like a year where a 16 seed stands a chance. It's almost going, like, old school when you had, like, a bunch of blue buds <laughs> being yeah. good at basketball.
1: Yeah. Uh It's kind of hard to to tell right now Because the thing with those 15 and 16 seeds is that we don't know who they're going to be because, you know, they've got to win. Those teams are the ones that got to win their tournament. Yep. So I would I would just guess based more off of how the one seeds and two seeds look. Mm -hmm. And, you know, obviously, it's really hard to see one of those teams losing to like a Texas Southern or Oral Roberts like we had last year. It's it's hard to see that. Like nobody thought for the most part Oral Roberts was going to beat. Ohio State. Yep. but the thing with college basketball, which in my opinion makes it the greatest sport in the world, is that anything can happen. There's so many really good college basketball players. Yeah, that it can happen if if someone has an off day. Like I think if Duke has an off day.
0: Oh yeah, they can they can go down. They
1: they can lose for sure. Mm-hmm. I mean Purdue Purdue's a really good team, but they're not very good defensively. So if you got if you got a team that's like a fifteen that's very guard heavy, has really good guard play, they could they could play with them and and score with them and maybe beat them. So it could happen. Obviously, it's not likely, but you know it it. It, happens. it could happen. It happens more often than it should. Yeah, because that's just the nature of the tournament. It's madness. Right. It's exactly. It's March Madness. Exactly. It's in the name.
0: Um. So, okay, that's and we'll get to tournament talk later. Yeah. Um. I want to talk more about. Like what we're seeing right now, yep. what well, we have five games left for most teams in the regular season, and it's crunch time. It really is crunch time. What are like must-watch games this week to weekend? Like that you're like, okay, this top twenty-five is laid out, and like these are the teams. I'll give you a minute to get ready okay, for it. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm gonna look real quick. But, There's a few coming up yes, already. So, but right now, like I look at SEC play, and it's intense. Like it's 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 like yeah. Some of these teams are going to have a make or break right now. And you have the tournament, naturally. Right. But this is a lot of proving grounds for a lot of teams, and a lot of teams are getting really hot right at this moment. So, um, yeah, I'd just love to have your perspective on what those teams are that look really good and what that what those games are that we need to watch. Because, like, do you think if a... What Arkansas plays Florida tomorrow. Like, does this affect Arkansas seeding if they lose to a Florida team that has some pretty negative wins behind? I mean, negative losses behind them right now. But like Arkansas Florida, a little bit similar in that kind of area that like they've had some weird losses that don't really make sense to the character of the team, I guess.
1: Yeah, I would say that Arkansas Florida game is a bigger game for Florida more than it is for arkansas if arkansas loses it's still technically a quad one yeah exactly and if you don't know the committee primarily uses the net rankings tool to seed and so that'd be like quad one games quad two games they look at those quad three losses so that's a quad one loss for arkansas if Mm. they were to lose that so it'll hurt them a little bit but Florida, it's, it's a bigger game for Florida because they're right on the bubble and they're probably on the outside looking in right now. That's what I'm thinking. After that win against Auburn. But I think if they beat us, if uh, I'm an Arkansas fan, if they beat Arkansas tomorrow, I think that probably would put them on the right side of the bubble. So that's a big game for them. That'll for them. be a good game to watch tomorrow. Yeah. Another really good one is uh, Villanova at, UCon- uh, at UConn uconn has been playing really good as of late. Yeah. Villanova has as well. Villanova's trying to I think they're they're right around the 2 or 3 seed line so they're probably trying to play their way up to a 2 seed. Yeah. And that would be a big win cuz a road game at UConn, that's that's It's rough. Yeah, I mean I I don't think they're favored to win that game. So yep. that'll be a really good one in the Big East. And then Saturday we've got a a lot of good games. Okay,
0: you're ready. Here's gonna he's gonna list off a lot of teams right okay. now, and it, I want you to explain like when you when you give us these games, like like you just said, like Florida and Arkansas. Yeah. Like, explain to me who is this make or break for, and
1: why okay.
0: is it make or break okay. specifically? Because so, I know you, I know you know those ins and outs.
1: Yeah. So, um, we'll start with actually a Thursday game that I'm really interested in and might fly under a lot of people's radars is uh, Belmont at Murray State
0: is Murray State. This is a team that I feel like you've been talking about. So,
1: Murray bit. State, they're ranked. So, and they're 26 and 2 on the season. Okay. They're they only losses are to like Auburn and I think another really good team, I don't remember. Um but Belmont and Murray State, they kind of run the I believe it's the Ohio Valley Conference. Okay. Yeah, they kind of run that. They're the top dogs, and Murray State is probably an at-large bid, Mm -hmm. so they don't have to win their tournament, which is normally if you're – it's very rare if you're not a Power 6 team that you can get an at-large bid. Yeah. But Belmont is also 24-5, and and a win at Murray State could maybe push them. They're kind of a bubble team right now. So do you see them like –
0: like when you say bubble team, is that like
1: we're talking low seeds? Yeah, so bubble team we're talking – When it comes to Selection Sunday, if they're on the bubble, then they are either just in or just out.
0: And they have those playing games, right? Yeah, so the
1: playing games, those are the first four games in Dayton right before the real tournament starts, I guess. Yeah. But Belmont, if they could win that game at Murray State, I think that could push them on the right side of the bubble. Yeah. I think Murray State, they're in pretty much regardless unless they – lose out the season, which should not happen. I mean, they'll be like 20-point favorites in every game besides the Belmont game.
0: Um, And and this is a team, Murray State, you've been keeping your eye on them. You've been like, you don't sleep on these guys. Yeah. They're there.
1: Yeah. So something, I mean, Murray State, they always, something about, they always have a really good guard. It seems like they have really good guard play. Like, I think early 2010s, they had Isaiah Cannon, who was in the tournament. I don't know if they won a game, but he was really good. He's I don't know if he's still in the NBA, but he was for a while, and he was making some noise. And then, obviously, the last three years they had Ja Morant. Yeah, And the, he's the an dude. all-star. He yeah. literally has started for an all-star, and they made a – I believe they just won one game that year in the tournament with Ja. But they've got really good guard play. One of the guards actually was a former Arkansas player, Okay, Justice Hill. He's yeah. from Little Rock, which he went to my high school uh, in Little Rock. So there was a lot of hype around him in high school. He came to Arkansas, never really got in. And when Musk came in, he transferred to Murray State. Yeah, and he's been making some noise there. And they've got two other guards uh, that can really. They that's the thing. They have options. A lot of these mid majors that 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 can upset teams. Mm-hmm. They normally have one guy that they de- that they depend on. But, you know, they've got three guys that can on any night go for 25-plus. Which
0: is completely different than, like, Or Roberts last year was, like, right. completely relying on that three. Miss. Yeah, he was 3.3 3 point. It was, yeah. like, which Arkansas didn't have a solution for the whole season. Mm-hmm. So, when it came to that game, right. that really hurt them. Um, so, we've talked yeah. Murray State Thursday night. Tune into that one. Yeah, because that'll be interesting. Yeah, it's it's not necessarily – so Murray State loses this. This isn't the biggest. No, liner.
1: they'll probably drop a seed line or two, which I think they're projected six, but it'll nothing of nothing pack. crazy. They're okay. still in the tournament. Yeah.
0: Okay. So what are we? So are we going into Saturday now? Or yeah. We- let's
1: go ahead and go into Saturday. There's okay. a few other good ones throughout the week, but Saturday we got a pretty good slate. So Kentucky at Arkansas. Must it, watch. It, that's definitely gonna be a must-watch game because the atmosphere and it'll be two. Teams that are playing really well right now. Now Kentucky, they've got two guys hurt. Severe Willer, their starting point guard, mm-hmm. and then Ty Ty Washington. Man, and Ty Ty's like their main guy. Yeah, that's their go-to he's, guy.
0: He's a beast. Like he's mm-hmm. in a game, it changes the yeah, thing.
1: yeah. I mean, there a lot of people are saying that if he doesn't get hurt against Auburn, they win that game, and are, I guess would be sitting at the top of the SEC right now. But they they were without them and still overcame some adversity against the Bama team that was shooting a ridiculous...
0: They just had a really weird good game. Yeah. I mean, first
1: half, I think they shot like 10 for 13 from three. That's nuts. And they Kentucky still overcame that one by 10, which shows how good they really are without two of their most important players. Yeah. And they also have the National Player of the Year favorite, in my opinion, Oscar Shibwe, who averages like 18 and 15 a game. Okay. Which is unreal. So
0: in that game... It comes. It comes down to crunch time. Who are you picking? I. I I'm.
1: I mean, we're both Arkansas fans. I, yeah, obviously, I We're here.
0: and as biased as we are, I'm sure. Like, and I'll say this right now: like, there's no place like Bud Walton mm. to play inside of. And yeah, if I you agree. don't believe me, you can go look at any SEC coach and what they've said. Yeah. nobody likes to play in Bud Walton. But is. Other than that, let's take out the Bud Walton factor. Like, Auburn, not Auburn, sorry, Kentucky should win this game. And, yeah. and we walked into that Auburn game pretty confident. Yeah. Both of us said, we were like, yeah. we can win this game. I'm a little bit more on the edge just because Kentucky has a history of being in this position. Um, Coach Musselman, like, how does he, I'm a little worried, big win against Tennessee. If they play forward and get another big win, you know, it's just a little bit. I don't know. It's eerie right now. I don't know how I'm feeling. I don't know how, how how warm the water is right now for Arkansas.
1: Yeah, I'd agree. I mean, I'm a little more worried about Kentucky. I, I don't feel good about it going into the game. Yeah. And Kentucky has kind of a, I would say, a more known history of being really great, whereas Auburn, you know, they haven't. It's They've just had a really good season this year. Yeah. So Kentucky, even though a lot of them are first-year players there, transfers and freshmen being – even though they're not like used to these hostile environments, Coach yeah. K or not Coach K, Coach Calipari, yeah. I think knows how to calm them down down in these big moments. But he's got a tech here. He has. It can a happen tech again. Here. And and some people will say that because I mean it was a tie game when when he got a tech a few years ago, and then they go on like a 10-0 run. So some people say it was something he did that to motivate his team that wasn't playing. That's bad. best. I don't know. There's no way. Um, he does have. To, he didn't keep his composure there. Um, but honestly, if it comes down to it, and 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 it's a crunch time game, I think you have to side with the home team here, who okay. has been winning those crunch time games. It, game after game, it seems like yep. it's a close game down the stretch. Arkansas pulls away with it. Somehow. Absolutely. So I'm not gonna bet against them, even my non-biased if it's crunch time, but I just, if we can get there, I'd be happy. If yeah. Arkansas gets, if we keep it a close game down the stretch, I'll be happy.
0: Okay. I mean, we were there at the, um, Auburn game. Yeah. I mean, P- players were missing free throws. It was so loud. Yeah. I like, mean, I, I've never heard anything like
1: 75, 80% shooters were just throwing up bricks. Yeah. It, it was ridiculous. It was out of
0: character. Um, I think, uh, Auburn's coach would completely agree with that. Like, the, it was just, I mean, during halftime, they not say the noise was literally bothered. It was bothering. Yeah. Me. yeah. So, I mean, I, it'll it'll that'll be a good game, but let's move on to the next one. I keep like hanging you up on these games. You just, yeah, you just keep yeah. going.
1: So, another good one, uh, we'll say in the SEC, Auburn at Tennessee. And this is intriguing because Auburn is again faced with a tough road test, which mm-hmm. they have not responded to well at all this year. At I all. mean, like, I mean, even the even the easy cakewalk road test, they've barely escaped Struggled. and then their two most hostile environments probably definitely arkansas and probably florida they've lost
0: and tennessee's also an extremely hostile and
1: tennessee is very hostile and uh, they probably cheat there they're really hard to beat at home yeah so it'll be i think if auburn can go and get a win i think you know they still maybe stay on that one seed line they're probably they're starting to flirt with the two seed yep they just have such a. They have such a good resume, uh. But I think if they can go in and win that game at Tennessee, they're a much better team than Tennessee is. I, yeah. I mean, but but they've just not been good on the road, which and, is, which is.
0: And we'll talk about the tournament later again. But like that's that's scary for when we get to the tournament. It is
1: important, yeah. Even though it's neutral, you know, it's you're still not at your home place. Yep. Which every team plays better at home. I mean, it's just kind of how that's it just is. Fast, it's just yeah. college basketball. Yeah. But some teams don't play well at all on the road, and I feel like Auburn is one of them. Mm. And something, you know, it's not like they're getting blown out on the road. It's down the stretch, down the stretch against Arkansas, the ball is in Wendell Green's hands, and he shoots a 30-foot shot from the logo yep. wh- when he's just been getting anything he's wanted at the rim. Yep. So, poor decision-making on his part there.
0: They look like a team that hasn't been in that situation. Every time, like, against Mizzou, it was like – they had a crazy close game against Mizzou. And it was like, why does it look like this team isn't, like, mature enough to deal with, like, the fact that they're in a close game on the road? Because they seem seasoned enough, like, on a normal game, especially at Auburn. But, like, you get them on the road, and all of a sudden it's, like, mental breakdowns. Coach is trying to, like, calm his team down, and it just seems like a whole, like,
1: they just look young when they get in those situations. right? And and they kind of are. I mean, a lot of their guys aren't super young, but they're, they're, they're again, transfers. Yeah. Like, like Wendell Green. He came from, I think, UNC Greensboro, so obviously they're not getting these crazy crowds. Yeah. And Walker Kessler. I mean, he came from Carolina. I don't even think he played last year, though. Maybe he did. I'm not sure. He wasn't a big player. They just, like, haven't found – down the stretch of games, I don't think they found their their go-to guy. Because Wendell Green, again, against Florida, had the ball in his hands. Yeah. And he just he just kind of, like, didn't know what to do. He was just dribbling around in place and then eventually tried to throw it down to Kessler. And it got intercepted. He wouldn't have gotten it off anyways. Yeah. And you got to think that, like, they should be getting the ball – into Jabari Smith's hands. Every time. But, but against Florida in those situations, against Florida, you know, I kind of went back and watched. I was like, why did Smith not get the ball? Because you can't inbound it to him. He's not really a great off-the-dribble guy. Yeah. A lot of his shots come just off the catch, or he'll take, back like, down. one dribble. Yeah. He can't really size a guy up. I mean, maybe he can. We just haven't seen it. Yeah. So, I don't hate Wendell Green having the ball there, but after the those two times – I mean, maybe get it to Johnson. Katie Johnson's better at getting to the rim. He's a – yeah. I think Johnson's probably better maybe try and run a play for Smith. But Smith in the Florida – at the end of the Florida game, you just sit there and watch him. He's kind of like jumping around on the wing and corner. Yeah. Like moving a little bit. But he's not actively trying to get the ball. So you just wonder like – is there a guy that's gonna step up in a moment like that? Cause come March, they're not gonna win every game by ten points. More no. than likely, I mean, they're yeah. they're gonna have to hit some clutch shots, which they've they've, they've done proven before. they can. Yeah, so. like against Georgia, Green went down and hit the game winner with like eight seconds left. So it'll be interesting. They've yeah. just gotta they've gotta figure out what they're gonna do in those spots.
0: Okay, so what are the what are those other games? I seriously keep interrupting you. No, no, no. Let's just run through them. All right, yeah. Don't Let's give me the reasoning. Them. Just run through them. Let's now.
1: run through them. So, okay, uh, Wisconsin at Rutgers. Yep. I like that because just quickly, uh, Rutgers is impossible to beat at home, especially if you're a ranked team. And they already got Wisconsin on the road. Yeah. And Rutgers is another one of those bubble teams that that I think they're on the right side now but if they can beat Wisconsin that puts them in a really good spot. And then I'd say the last one would be uh Kansas at Baylor. The rematch of I guess it was 2 weeks ago Baylor went to Kansas and lost by about 25. I mean they got destroyed. So that's a big game for Baylor and uh the committee actually came out this past Saturday and did their early top 16 seeds yeah and they had baylor as the fifth overall seed so the number one two seed which i was kind of surprised i figured they were more low two high three seed line yeah so this would be a big game for them to just kind of keep that spot that the committee sees them at and it's a home game so they need to win that one uh and that's really about it the so there's a few really good games i mean you have gonzaga at saint mary's could be interesting i'm not a huge st mary's fan i don't think they're very good they'll probably yeah. get destroyed just like everyone else who plays gonzaga in that conference yeah i, I think that's that's really about it there's a few other good ones but <laughs> nothing like too crucial th- to yeah, the tournament yeah no. okay
0: so we're coming up on tournament play and we're also coming up on like who who's the guy who's going to be that player that's Talked about in the draft, like who is who right now? Who's your pick? Like who's the who's the guy? Who's the number one dude who's on the, the court in in all of college basketball? You're like that guy is the best right now.
1: So who's the best in college basketball? Yes, I would. I think it's Oscar sheebway Okay, I mean he's just been dominant. His he has like five five or six games with twenty plus points and fifteen plus rebounds. Yeah, which is a, a few twenty twenty games. The impact that he makes on games, he just causes every team so many issues because Kentucky plays four guards, basically. They have like a, a modernized four who plays outside. Yeah. So sheboy has all the space and he can just do, do whatever what he, he wants on inside and he he grabs so many offensive rebounds. You think it'll be a problem for Jalen Williams down low? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, Jalen Jalen's
0: not a huge I mean, he's not a true big man.
1: Yeah, he's not. And the thing is is like Jalen Williams is actually I believe a little taller. That's the thing about Shibwe is. He's just Shibwe's only like 6-9. He's just a he's like he's just a beast down there. Okay. And so I don't think it'll be quite like uh like Kessler caused yeah, issues, that was, yeah. but Shibway, he's just kind of a force to be reckoned with down there, and he creates so many second, third chances, which I think brings Kentucky to that next level yeah. with the perimeter shooters that they have on that team.
0: Okay, so we've talked about the best player. Let's talk about... I want your honest opinion on Auburn. We've talked a little bit about okay. him already. Like, are they... Are they overrated? Are they not overrated? Are they just having a good year? Like honest opinion, what do you think of
1: them? I I mean, I think they're national championship contender. Uh, they definitely wouldn't be my favorite. But I'm I'm a little worried of them, I'm not going to lie. I don't think they're overrated. Yeah. But they have shown that they're vulnerable. Yep. And that they kind of struggle down the stretch of game sometimes. Sometimes they 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 figure it out yes down the end but yeah. but sometimes they don't that's important cuz there's a lot of high pressure situations in that tournament and they've got to be be able to handle it i i mean they're just they're really deep they they've got really everything you want you have a a really big athletic and skilled big and walker kessler yep. probably he's he has like 125 block shots which only oh dude he
0: was yeah. yeah, he's something to see. Uh,
1: only like fifteen, only like fifteen or twenty other D one teams have more blocks than him. Like teams combined. That's crazy. Of, yeah, which that's is insanity. unreal. They've got really good guard play. Uh, Z- Zeb Jasper. Yep. Who he's like their starting point guard. Not a real scorer, but that's really you like to have a guy. He's a really scrappy defender. probably their best defender. Yeah. Outside of Kessler, and he facilitates their offense well knows his role then you have katie johnson who who can shoot a little bit but he he gets to the rim he's a physical guy Mm -hmm. wendell green can can make electric plays shoot it from anywhere he wants to yeah alan flanagan a guy who can shoot the ball well cambridge is super athletic they're they're just super deep and obviously jabari smith who might be the number one pick in the draft yes and Nobody can contest any shot he has. Like, if he shoots a mid-range jumper, that's kind of his bread and butter. He can also shoot the ball from three a little better than, like, Bancaro can for Duke. Yep. But, I mean, when he – nobody can contest his shot. So when he shoots it from, you know, 10, 15 feet, you just expect it to go in. Because yeah. it's probably going in. Because, you know, they've got good guard play. They've got experience. They've got, they've got the size. Mm-hmm. You know, against Arkansas, they out-rebounded us by, like, 25 or yeah, something. Yeah, that was very dark. Which, we're not a bad rebounding team. We're no. not great, but, you know, against against a lot of teams in the tournament, until, you know, they're going to they're gonna crash the glass and, and get a lot of second, third chances to score. Yeah. So, they had definitely have the makings to make a run. I'm a little worried from what we've seen the last two or three weeks from them. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I wouldn't say they're over it. I think they deserve to be one seed. From, okay, from what I've seen. So really you would
0: you team. would cement them. Like yeah. if you personally were in charge of it, you'd cement them as a the number 1 seed. Yeah, they're I would Unless I mean, I wouldn't out. cement
1: them, you know, cuz if, if they lose to Tennessee this weekend then Probably then too. you can talk about them being a 2 seed. Okay. But yeah. They're I think they're Kentucky might be the best team in the SEC. Mm. That, you know, that's up for the debate, but Auburn Auburn's a contender for sure. I, I love Auburn. Okay. I think they're good.
0: So we're talking about all. We're talking about Kentucky, Tennessee, all these teams. The SEC is a little different this year than it has been in the past.
1: Yeah. Are Are you considerate – like who's the, who's your best conference right now? Um. So you know, it kind of goes back and forth. I I really like the SEC. I I think they're close. I I would probably have the Big Ten first right now. Yep. Um, but honestly. You know, a lot of people think the Big 12. I think the Big 12 is just they've got really good teams like Kansas and Baylor and even Texas Tech has been really good lately. But then it's its after those two or three teams, drop off. it's just like a drop-off of a bunch of, like, decent teams. Yeah. You know, it's, it's like Iowa State, who is, who is really good. They started the year, like, 14-0, and 0, and they're still a tournament team from what they did to start the year. They're, like, 4-8 and eight, or 5-8 and eight in conference play. So it's like, you know, they're good, but, but, but it's just a bunch of like, it's just a bunch, a bunch Fluff. of middle tier teams yeah. after those really good teams, mm-hmm. which, you know, some, some might argue that's why they're so good. There's really not a bad team, which is true. There's some that are worse than others. Yeah. uh, But the big 10, they've kind of got that middle pack along with really good teams like uh like Wisconsin Purdue who's one of I mean their their defense is not great but they're still one of my favorites to make the final four. Illinois has been really good lately. Michigan State's kind of fallen off, but I was on, you know, I was coming up Wisconsin. I think I just mentioned Wisconsin. Uh, but, I think So
0: you're saying you're saying like Big 10? Probably the best one right now. Yeah. Truthfully. I, the SEC it's to me. Close.
1: I think the SEC is close. Yes.
0: The, and they're getting closer every year. It just seems like it's taken a while to get here. And they're finally getting yeah. there. And I, the quality of basketball has clearly changed in the SEC over mm-hmm. the past couple of years. So, um, all right. So, let's move on to the tournament. Now, let's talk March Madness. we re- I can't believe we're this close to March Madness. Yeah, it's this un- is, I mean, this
1: Selection Sunday is, Sunday's, I think, 20 days away. That's insanity. Yeah,
0: I, I can't believe weeks. we're this close. Yeah. Um, so let's start. Let's talk dark horse of the tournament. Who do you, who's your dark horse? Who you're like watch out for these dudes? Like okay. they can, they can make a little bit not in a Cinderella story, but like they can make a good run.
1: Yeah, So, I mean, there's a lot of dark horses every year. Saw so name a few. Uh, I like I really like the Mountain West. The Mountain West is a really fun conference this year. They've got a lot of like they've they they could be a four bid conference, which is unheard of. Uh, Wyoming is a team that's been really good this year yeah they've got so the thing I really like about them and their chances to make a run they've got a really good guard Hunter Maldonado he he's he's been unreal this year you have to watch him but they also have a really good big man uh I don't know his first name but it's like EK or something I think he's African and he he's like a seven footer Really tough to stop inside. So even a lot of these like mid-major teams, they have really good guards, but they lack in size down low. So yeah. when they play those like one or two seeds that have that are super physical, down in the post, they struggle. Mm-hmm. But Wyoming can counter that because they've got good size underneath with that. Okay. And then Colorado State is fun. They have David Roddy, who is you know he could be maybe even a third team all-american this year he's played like it i like colorado state so there's a there's a few other teams out of the mountain west but my team and <clears throat> that i really like this year come tournament time is uh marquette okay so shaka smart's first year there yep and i so i didn't really watch them much the beginning of the year they had a good start to the season i know i kept up with them and they're kind of weird they're very up and down so so they started off the year really well and yep. then just lost like a ton of games that they probably shouldn't have lost. And then Biggie's play started getting going and so I, I started watching I watched one of their games against Georgetown and at the time it was a pretty even matchup. And they I mean, I I they they were just incredible watching them. They I think they beat Georgetown by thirty, which like Dang. You know Georgetown's not a good team, but they just have so many options uh, on that team. Justin Lewis is one of the best point guards in the country. Yep. Uh, Daryl Morcel, he's a transfer from Maryland, and he's made a huge impact on their team. And they just have a bunch of other guys that can shoot the crap out of the ball. Yeah. And they like to play at a, a, a fast tempo, so they're very up and down. They're scrappy defensively. But they can also give up a lot of points in transition. Yep. But they they get a lot of points in transition as well. And they went on a run in the Big East. They won like six straight games. They swept Villanova, which is like the top dog of the Big uh, East. So they won at their place and on the road. Providence, who's the other really good uh, Big East team this year, they lost to them by two on the road in a tough one, but they got them at home by 30.
0: 30. Dang.
1: Yeah, they, uh, so they're
0: there's when you said up and down, you mean like these yeah, guys are yeah. And, and like, for
1: example, let's see, they've lost like four of their last six now. So this was about a month ago that they were doing this. Um, and then they've just gone on another horrible stretch. So I felt like I, I was saying when they were, they got up to about a projected four or five seed. I was like, this team, I think could seriously make the final four. Like I might pick them to, to make the final four. Yeah. Because they, let's, let's just go through. They, so they beat Providence by 30, Georgetown by 30, DePaul by 10, beat Seton Hall, who was ranked at the time, won at Villanova, beat a ranked Xavier team by double digits, won at Seton Hall by double digits, and then they got Villanova at home by double digits. And then they've been on a slump lately, so they lost to UConn, Butler, who's not very good this year, Mm -hmm. and then they just lost to Creighton, so they're on a rough stretch. But I think this is good because you want to hit your, you want to hit right, you want to hit stretch right at the, you want to peak at the right time. Yep. And I think that if they start losing some games now, they'll be like, okay, we we got to get back, you know, to what what we've been doing. Mm -hmm. So if they they need to start playing good basketball at the right time. And if they do, I'm telling you, they're going to be scary because right now they're like a projected eight seed because of you know some of these losses. That's they're kind taking. of a place
0: you want to be if you're them.
1: And I mean, I'm telling you, if you get a one seed like Arizona or Kansas, especially Kansas, I think Kansas is a pretty weak one seed this year if if they're to be one because they've shown a lot of that, that they're vulnerable. I mean, if Marquette, if you draw Marquette in the second round as a one or a two seed, like I'm sorry, I feel bad for you because this team, I'm Has, telling you, they could beat anybody. Like okay. they could, I I seriously think they could win the championship if they if they play really good basketball okay. at the right time.
0: All right, so Marquette, that's a dark yeah. horse. Um, I want you to give just like throw the dart on the board. I know you're gonna hate doing this, but like just say like today you're naming your national <laughs> champion. I know right. there's so many choices. Today. Just, just give me, just give me. So,
1: I, I mean, I'm not, I can't, I'm not betting. I can't bet on Gonzaga until they prove me they can do it. Yep. Uh, there's a lot of good teams early in the season. I would say Purdue, but their their inability to play solid defense scares me. You got to play good defense to consist to win six games. I mean, yep. it's really hard. I, I honestly think Kentucky is my favorite. Okay. So just from what they've what they've shown without being at full strength cuz Baylor at one point looked like the best team in the country they did and they lost they they lost Crier for a little bit yep they lost Flagler for a little bit uh and they struggled when those guys were out and then they just lost to Chihuahua, I don't know how to say his yeah. name, but they lost one of their big rotation guys but but Kentucky, they've lost guys like Ty Ty and Sevier Wheeler, and it seems like there's barely any drop off. So if they can get that team fully healthy by March, like uh, i think we well can beat them.
0: Okay, so there's your favorite. That's my favorite. Okay, so and then like for fun, you can just say who you want to win.
1: Obviously, and I want that. Arkansas to win. But if Arkansas doesn't win, I I'm seriously rooting for Marquette. Okay, and I really like Providence too. I've i i I like a lot of Big East teams. Okay, not not a huge Villanova fan, but Providence and Marquette, I I've, I have fun watching, especially Marquette. Okay, yeah. So
0: there's Jack's kind of picks overall, and Jack, I'm we're gonna do the five star frenzy together. Okay, let's okay, do you're it. gonna give me your top five, and we're just gonna do like an overall season, and then I'll probably bring you back in for Saturday, and we'll be like. <laughs> or I guess Friday show, and you just you just give me who you got on it. But we're going to do overall season right now. You're going to name your top five players. So 5-Star Frenzy brought to you by 5-Star Beef Jerky. You can use 15 Off the Edge on Amazon. It gets you a little discount when you're on there. So 15 Off the Edge when you look up 5-Star Beef Jerky. 5-Star Beef Jerky for the go. Jack, give me them. What's,
1: what's top five players? Top
0: five players right now, right. just overall season. They could be injured. Okay. So, yeah. that puts more players on the table. Yeah. So, give me your top five.
1: All right. So, we'll start with uh, – we'll just go and, like, fill out, like, let's say first-team All-Americans uh, as a lineup. So, I'll start with Oscar Shibwe. I think he's the best player in the country. He'll probably win National Player of the Year. And then after that, I would say Johnny Davis – He's taken a huge step up from – there's going to be a lot of Big Ten guys, which is, you know, another reason why I believe they're the best conference. Uh Johnny Davis, he's been unbelievable for Wisconsin this year, was like a – I think came off the bench last year and has taken a – maybe he started, but he's taken a giant step up. He's a lottery pick now. And then after that, I would say e, E.J. Liddell for Ohio State. A lot of people were surprised to see him come back after last year. And he'll probably be gone after this year, I would assume. But I think he's kind of floated under a lot of people's radars because all these new guys are are coming up like, like Shibway and Johnny Davis. But he's been consistently great for Ohio State. Uh, I think another really good one, and this, this is the only one I'm not too sure of, is Keegan Murray.
0: Is Keegan in the top – is he in your
1: – I I think he's top five. Okay. Keegan it's, Murray. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I, I might be forgetting – I'm sure I'm going to forget somebody. There's a lot of really good players. I think Kessler even could could be in this top five, and I guess I'm only at my fourth. But Keegan Murray's another guy. He came off the bench for Iowa last year, and they, they lost a lot of guys uh, to being seniors, and some like Bohannon have stayed for their eighth year. But he he's taken a huge step up, and he's been the guy like, you know, Iowa, they've never been like this. Same with Wisconsin, but, yep. you know, when you need a guy to go get you a bucket, they just give it to him, and he gets to the rim. Yeah, And then my last one I would say uh, is Jaden Ivey for Purdue. I think he's the best point guard. You, I, I could argue, and he's not really a true point guard, but he kind of fills that role for Purdue. I could argue that Colin Gillespie is the best point guard. I think he'd probably be my sixth guy out. But yeah, uh Jaden Ivey has been unreal for Purdue this year. So okay, that's my so, top five.
0: So his top five. I'll go over it again really quick. We got Shiway. Yeah. All right. Johnny Davis, E J Liddell, uh, Keegan Murray, and then Jaden Ivey. Those are those are your top, those are your five-star frenzies. Yep. You're giving them to them five-star frenzies of the season so far. And we'll, we'll catch Jack up. We'll get him on a, we'll get him on a more weekly basis for a couple of five-star frenzies. Cause I'm, I, I just don't know college basketball as well as you do clearly. And so yeah. I might, I might request some assistance sometimes. Hey, a little I bit love, help.
1: I love talking college basketball, especially this time of the year when we're getting late down the stretch of the season and into conference tournaments and obviously March madness. Mm-hmm. I, I love it. So, Okay.
0: Well, this... Man, I guess we're done. I got all my questions through. Okay. Well, this has been Jack Phillips. He's been on Off the Edge with Jay Beasley. Jack, thanks for coming on.
1: Thanks for having me. It was was a blast. Okay. That's number
0: two for Jack. He's done two now. He might just start becoming more regular,
1: honestly, at this point. I mean, sounds good to me.
0: Okay. So, this has been Off the Edge. Make sure to tune in on this Friday. I'll have another show for you guys. We'll give you guys a little weekend preview. I still have to rant about the NFL season. I haven't gotten my full ran out yet, Jack, so I got to get that out. And uh, we'll do a little five-star frenzy preview for the weekend. But this has been Off the Edge. I know I've said it three times to you guys, and we'll see you guys on Friday.